You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Episode number 145 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Moore. Today I'm joined by a co-host Cade Coger, interim producer Mason Roddinghouse, Doctor Phil, and my forever co-host Dakota Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, oh Pete Mason. <laughs> Today's episode features uh, the four of us. Mason's mic should always be muted. We are going to be talking to Justin Juice Kelly. You might recognize him. He's been on the podcast before. We have been on his podcast called Juice in the Morning. He's Central Indiana's second favorite podcast. That's correct. I think Facebook would disagree by 100 likes. 100 likes. <laughs> Give or take. Not that anybody's <laughs> counting. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be talking to Juice about uh, his recent career that he's been building in the world of comedy, a comedy um, act that is coming to Newcastle, Indiana at the new Oyo Hotel. <laughs> and then we will be getting into some local news uh, such as who's running in uh, running for office in Henry County. A bunch of people have filed already, so we're going to talk about those. And then some news with our state representative, Tom Saunders, is coming up at the end. So make sure you stick around to listen to that. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we will provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. Hopefully you'll always learn something new, like what the hell an Oyo Hotel is. <laughs> <laughs> we have one, everybody. That's right. All right. You're, I went to, I went this spring and watched, uh, the Twit Network record and watched Leo Laporte, the guy mm-hmm. who used to be ZDTV, Tech TV, big time national radio host and i sat in his studio and watched him roll in the door uh their show started at 10 o'clock in the morning i watched him roll through the door with you know 10 seconds to go you're starting to master the art here dakota i was late this time (laughs) i I wasn't even here if you're a patreon member it was audio only because i take care of the video part and i wasn't here to set up the video Uh, i had to work late it's fine no big deal. You got a baby on the way, man. It's you got to you got to have you got to pay for the baby. You need the overtime. Uh, the real problem was it's going. There's a hundred percent chance of rain all day tomorrow. So what we had scheduled for tomorrow could not happen. It had to be. It had to be done tonight. Had so. to push it forward. You know, those are the the things that happen when you work outside. Sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate, right, Cade? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, you just it, you know right better than me. We're, we're still go. dealing with with bad you know spring that we had. So yeah. Now I think you're just belly aching. No, we're just we're just about to finish hauling, so that'll be nice. The only difference oh. with that's uh, humble bragging about how you actually got a crop this year. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> the, the only difference against I only spent a few forty eight hour shifts out there. <laughs> with uh with you and I, the difference in the weather is that if the weather's bad, then you don't get paid and I usually get paid more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on so differing even, sides of what's good for it us. It evens out somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in the end. Rain means that uh my shop can't do anything. Uh, nobody likes yep. to pour concrete in the rain. So we like, we like dry weather in my, my business too. That's true. All right. You got some thank yous, Dakota. That's right. It, 
If you sign up at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty, which is where you can support the show monthly. If you sign up at $50 or more a month, we promise to sh- give you a shout out before every episode starts. Well, it's already kind of started, but we haven't got to the meet yet. <laughs> and uh, those folks are Christy Avery, Chris Lamb, Craig DaCosta, and Jonathan Phillips. Um, we also have T-Chip stores if you want to support the show by buying merch. And uh, that is uh, that is the way that people get to know the show. That's how people uh, listen in is by you telling them, you wearing our merchandise out, and they search us on Google, wherever. Uh, if you want to find those, it's tchip.com slash bho one two or 3. And uh, we also are going to start helping local charities and nonprofits. We did a big fundraiser, the hashtag Red for Rob for uh, the Newcastle Career Center. Uh, got $100 to go towards the Career Center. We want to start doing that with uh, with other things as well. We want to start partnering with the charities and nonprofits and trying to help out the community in some of those ways. So if you have an idea or if you run a nonprofit or a charity, something like that, then uh, send an email to dakota at bosshogofliberty.com. We will get you set up and we'll come up with some fun, creative ideas for that. Yeah. So here in the first quarter of the year, we've already got our uh, donation from the Red for Rob and uh, the Salvation Army as well. Guffy put together a That's new right. thing and... Uh, the boss hog community was able to uh, buy a bunch of uh, youth outfits, attire, right. onesies. I don't know what you call them. Pajamas for, uh, for, for, for the kids. Uh, and those are being donated to the Salvation Army. So uh, once our schedules and their schedules uh, line up, we'll get those uh, get those dropped off. In the chat, I have uh, Mrs. Koger saying, don't let Kay drink too much. He's already <laughs> he's only had one meal today. Uh, we tried to feed him. So at, at this point. <laughs> At this point, I can't. I can't be. I can't hey, be responsible. It's a new year, new me. I'm trying a new diet and and weightlifting and jujitsu and rededicating myself. You're, to, you're one you of fasting. The, you're one of the new guys at the gym. I'm fasting now. So, mm. how do you feel about it? Pretty good. Because I've unintentionally done it. Like yesterday, yeah. I didn't eat for like 14 hours just because mm-hmm. work was really busy. I was driving around doing stuff, and I had that moment where I was like. I feel really clear headed right now. Mm-hmm. And it was actually perfect because of going up to like, you know, do an open mic. Like I was like, dude, this feels really good. Like I don't. And I was like, I need to eat though before I go up there. Cause I'm going to drink. Like I know I'm going yeah. to like, I like to, I like to have some beers. Um, but yeah, I was just curious because um, from what everybody I've talked to about fasting, they say you go through that period of like, where you feel very clear, you're like clear headed. You feel like you can, um, you know, put sentences together better than I am right now. Um, but yeah, I just was curious about that. Yeah, I think I mean I think everybody's different. Uh, it's been three years now with training and trying to lose weight and all that. So I think everybody's better off to try different things, find out what works for them. And just first of the year here, I just figured I'd try something new. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I always has feel it cut down on has it cut down on your jerky? Is the jerky at risk? <laughs> uh, the problem is the jerky is really really. Like Spicy. it takes a lot to make it. <laughs> it's it's labor intensive. So it's labor intensive. So I've run out of jerky at this point. Uh, and so I've had got like a 50 pound bag of jerky. What the hell did you do with your Christmas? <laughs> that's what I lived off of for like a week. That's I lived off of it as long as I could, but no, I've got 107 pounds that I took to Fisher meats in Portland and uh, they're, they're processing that into, um, snack sticks and ground ground sometimes venison I, now, if, so. if sometimes if i forget to do, put a meal prep together yeah then i'll just go buy a bunch of beef jerky and like mix nuts and yeah and take Spend some apples. like thirteen thousand dollars because beef jerky <laughs> is <laughs> so expensive beef, jerky a, is probably the most expensive substance that's legal it, to buy at this yeah. point there is um actually at, at some gas stations mainly at truck stops <laughs> you can find it and it is in a canister it's called dakota jerky 
I'm not making this up. It's made it's, out of real live Dakota. I'm going to look for that next <laughs> time. It is. It's actually fantastic. They do it the way that like I saw you doing it, where yeah. they actually slice meat instead of it being like Jack Link's. Where it's so like, it's like muscle strip jerky. It's, it's like real jerky, cool. and it's really good. But it's like the same price as a bag of Jack Link's. Jack Link's. So it is still expensive, but you get more, and it's way better. Yeah. And yeah. when Dakota trims his beard, they also add little bits mm-hmm. of that's the seasoning <laughs> yeah. they're really they're really pushing for this baby to be stressful so it could be salt and pepper <laughs> is that a bad joke i feel like that's a bad dad I'll joke You'll get better. <laughs> oh heck so our boy juice is with us it's been uh it's been over a year yeah insane how time flies lots of stuff has i would changed i would apologize for not having you on sooner but Damn it! I don't think we've had us on your show, so well, it's it. I've had you. I had tat. you. I had you on the uh, the live show. That's true. Um, I did. Mm, I did, did make did a hang out appearance. I don't think You're you in. expected to go on <laughs> because I didn't know that I was going to do a podcast. Like, I mean, about because really, it was. It started off as like I just want to do a podcast meetup of friends, just have that, everybody get together and have some fun. Yeah, and have a good time. And then I was like, well, I don't have an episode for this week, so I might as well <laughs> try to just record something. So. Then we had you on there, and uh, that was a great time. The guys from PTO Unlimited uh, up from, from Fort, Fort Wayne. Wayne. Yep. yep, I'm uh, I'm actually driving up there January 24th or 25th, whatever that Saturday is, and I'm going to do their show um, just to promote more stuff. That, like I said, last time I came on here, I was really nervous because all I was really talking about was Juice in the Morning. I wasn't like talking about anything else, just talking about podcasting. And like in a year's time or a little bit more than a year's time, so much other stuff that has come to like the forefront of the media game. So it's just, I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. So, and your goal isn't necessarily just to be a podcaster. No. You want, you want to dabble and, and continue to advance the career, right? Right, right and now I, and it's, it's, it's transitioning into, into comedy, yeah. stand up comedy. And, and I've told everybody, like, I mean, I think we've maybe talked about it when I was on here. Um, my goal is to be famous. That's literally the goal. And, <laughs> and I know that sounds, uh, super narcissistic and I've talked to people about it and I, I try to explain to everybody that I talk to about it. Yes, it is narcissistic partially, but at the same time, like you guys, like if I got, if I, got successful i would want you guys yeah. to be a part of everybody, everybody else comes everybody, along everybody right? that i've worked with i've want i would want to bring with me um that's one of my most uh satisfying moments is like when i can connect two people together for a, a service or something like that so i've also thought about even just recently um for example brad Riggler is putting on the the roast battle and i'm participating that january 30th he has a uh, little button thing that he was trying to get his uh computer to have a little button that you press it and then it starts the time for the other comedian on like this chess clock that he had on his laptop. And I told him like, I think it's very important for you to be able to show the audience how much time is left on the clock as well as the comedians. And like, it was cool to see that he took that idea and like kind of ran with it. Then he texted me. He was like, Hey, every time I press this button, like nothing's happening. The computer's making a sound like a USB is being unplugged and plugged in. And I was like, okay. Uh, he was like, do you know how to, like, this is your work- programming thing you were trying to work out yeah, a week ago. He, or yeah. Two. He was like, do you know, do, do you know how to work on computers? And I was like, no, but I probably know somebody. I, uh, I kind of thought for a second and I was like, um, Jesse Riddle, cause Jesse Riddle is somebody that does programming. I know he, I know he yeah. does it on a regular basis, maybe even for career. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. It's the day uh, job. He works in one of the tallest buildings in Indianapolis. Yeah. We'll say. And so I, I texted, um, 
First of all, I texted Mark Fultz because <laughs> you got to know a guy to get to Jesse to get him to, to, yeah. to look and at And I also, uh, Jesse and uh, Brad Riggler had a little uh, nasty back and forth Uh-oh. on Facebook when we were originally promoting the first Jesse Rest Battle. <laughs> Jesse yeah. had a bad back and forth? Our Jesse Riggler? Yeah. You yeah. have to get Jesse's oh. burner number? Yeah. Oh. So, so I got a hold of Mark and I was like, I just, and I presented it to Mark as just the question like, hey, do you know somebody? Even though I knew that he knew Jesse, I was like, do you know somebody that like, Hey, I'm just thinking this. There's this one thing that your best friend might be able to do. But is there, do you think? Do you think you know anybody specifically that could do this one thing? And so, so then I, I, I messaged Jesse and I was like, "Hey, just kind of put things to the side and ignore that it is Brad Riggler that you might have had like a a bad back and forth on Facebook." I sent him the video of what Brad sent me of that button, and I was like, "Do you think you could fix that?" And he was like, "Yeah, I could probably fix it. I just need a little bit more detail." And uh, and he was cool as shit. He was like, just tell Brad to message me directly. 20 minutes later, Brad sends me a video of it working. And I was like, that made me feel awesome because I was it's like, the business, I was able to, business community. I was able building, to put right? people together and make something better than what it was before. So I was, I was really excited about that. But that's like, that's something that I've thought about recently is like, maybe that's my gig. Not just like comedy, not podcasting. Yeah, like, professional middleman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like networking people together. I don't know. But yeah, the, the comedy has started just recently though. That's uh, so totally off topic, but I, I pay a lot of attention to the world of motorsports, right? And that's one of the things that you see major race teams like Andretti Autosport in Indianapolis. They have all of these businesses that they get that support their team. And it's not necessarily because you're going to know who group 1001 is, mm-hmm. but the people at group 1001 potentially need to be connected with their other sponsors, say right. DHL. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is they get the, that those two sponsor organizations are at the same events and they start to develop relationships. And then both of those companies benefit right? because they got together at the event that, you know, Andretti had them at when they were at the racetrack mm. in Alabama or, you know, in Indianapolis or wherever. Uh, same thing. It's I, exactly I the it's same thing. Super you're, you're cliche you're saying it's not what you know, but who, you know, yep. but so far with comedy and everything else I've been doing, it's actually, I mean, my career, like outside of the media stuff, it's kind of true. You've got to have a, you got to get into a community and then you go. Yeah. So why do we, have you always wanted to do stand up? So stand up. Okay. So I've always been a big fan of stand up. I never really thought that I would ever have the courage to actually like try it because being a big fan of stand up, you listen to podcasts, you watch specials, you see documentaries and you hear almost all comedians talk about how difficult it is just to start and try. And what I want to tell everybody listening I don't necessarily think that's true. And I almost think that that's a comedian's way of maybe it's, keeping people from yeah. doing it because mm. it's real. I mean, ultimately, and and it also just might be my personal experience because my personal experience going on stage was like, yes, there's a lot of fear, but as soon as you do it, the one time it's just like a roller coaster, you go up on that roller coaster, you go down the next time you go up, it's not as scary. So right. you're going to live progressively. It. You might, you might die on stage, but you're yeah. going to live through and it. It right? progressively gets less and less scary every time. And I just think that it's just like any other thing that you well, try would, for the first time. It would make sense. Like a, a, a big comedian or someone who's like kind of medium getting to that point where they're selling out clubs, right. but they're not at uh, arenas or stadiums yet. or on Netflix special yet. And it might make sense for them to maybe discourage people like not actively discourage, but kind of put that doubt in a person's mind because if they're traveling around and uh, a 
local opener is going to open for them, then I, I don't like going to a comedy club. You have a, and it's a small room or a medium sized room. And the first guy that goes up just absolutely sucks. It makes the atmosphere kind of awkward. Right. And then it, I could see how a comedian that's in that space would be like, doesn't want somebody to do yeah, that. Yeah. Just don't even try. Like, right. let me bring my own people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, I, I don't know. I just, once again, my, my experiences are, could be vastly different than anybody else's. But another thing that's pretty interesting about it is every book I've read, everything I've uh, listened to and kind of the research I've done on it, all comedians and people say, if somebody has told you that you're funny in person, you should do stand up comedy. Like if somebody, you know, says, Hey, you should, you should probably try stand up. Then that person should try it. And one of the things that I'm actually like trying to think of how to write it as a bit, nobody's ever told me that. <laughs> nobody's ever said, Hey man, you're, you're hilarious. You should try stand up comedy. But I was like, you know what? I'm still going to try it. And, uh, round peg square hole. Here I exactly. am. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, it's one of those things that I just, you know, I, just decided that I'm going to try it. And I I'm very big on giving myself deadlines. So that way, even if I procrastinate to no end and have nothing prepared, or I didn't do anything at all, I'm still going to go up there. And then the failure that I have is all on me because I failed, but at least I, I accomplished that goal of what I had. So we're saying like by the end of 2024, if you don't have your Amazon prime special and by 2026, if you don't have your Hulu network show, I'm out. <laughs> That's I true. It's That's over. True. Yeah. Those are, you gotta be, um, Netflix. No, I, I think, think Netflix is, is going to yeah. give me a deal by like <laughs> next year. I'm telling you, they're giving everybody deals. Yeah, they're giving so many deals. That's like I was telling Audrey whenever we were up in Chicago, there was a some random comedian that um was outperforming. She was like, "If you don't have a Netflix special, I don't want to hear you." And I was like, "They gave Nikki Glazer a Netflix exactly. special. Like they they'll give anyone." Which Nikki Glazer actually is hilarious. Yeah. If you listen to her, it's just her voice kind of annoys me sometimes. Even podcasts are getting picked up by right. uh, oh, yeah. Amazon Prime. Like uh, Dinner with Racers, something that uh, myself and the Burchams who are in the our Patreon. Lore is uh, another one that I was a big fan of. I'm still a big fan. I just don't have time to listen to it. But yeah. that got picked up by Amazon. They do all the like uh, uh, recreation of like uh, the anime. folklore. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, I, I've seen episodes where they take it that, you know, they, they sit down long storm, long form story mm-hmm. and then they'll animate it. Yeah. So it's cartoon. Well, it's the podcast yeah. with a cartoon. And th- this isn't on the notes, but that's actually something that we're, we're working on. Um, January 18th, we're going to record a pilot of a fictional podcast. So I, it's heard, kind of I like, heard you and, uh, oh, the cool. Thunderwolf talking about yep. this. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Um, it's kind of like a kind of radio drama. Like, I don't know if people listening on here, uh, are old enough to remember listening to a radio story, radio, radio theater. Yeah. Radio theater. Yeah. And I kind of got into a lot of those podcasts just for long trips. Yeah, some of them are awesome. Yeah, like the, Black and there's tapes like, is one of my favorite um, fantasy ones. I I also like to listen to, and I don't even play Dungeons and Dragons, but is, there there are we, Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. We played is it once. the one tavern one. A Hello from the Magic Tavern yeah. is one. Yeah. I know that's not a D and D podcast. Right. That's just an improv fantasy. Yeah. From Dakota, Chicago. Dakota's being too uh, too modest. We did play Dungeons and Dragons. We played once in the pool. We played without once. helping whatsoever was, or knowing what was happening. I was there, trying the to nerds, take it serious. The nerds were sitting at a table and they kept telling us shit. And we kept saying, yeah, I'm this. And we were drunk in a pool and they were trying to play a serious game. So don't oh, ask me and I didn't, didn't do that. You were you our, were the one that wasn't Harry, taking it seriously. Harry Price was taking it very one. seriously. You you kept saying like, um, like he, he would we would come across a door, right? And Harry's doing a great job narrating. And 
Jeremiah is a thief character and he's like, shoot the lock. (laughs) 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 No, uh, greetings, adventurers, dungeons and dragons. That's one. Um, dungeons and daddies is another one, which, Sounds like like a BDSM thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't it's, even put that together because I was listening so intently. Immediately on where I went. Well, they they joke around about it. Actually, in the description at the bottom, it says "not a BDSM podcast." <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's two dads that like they that they just once a week sit around a table and play a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and they're great. And the drama ones are great too. Yeah. I think, and you've certainly got the voice for it. And if you're writing uh, creatively for well, stand up, Jay Khan is the one who's writing it. And it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. It's, it's very, it's an interesting story. Um, but I'm not going to talk too much about it because I don't want to like spoil anything. Right. Yeah. I, I inadvertently, because I don't really know where follow, he's going with it. Follow Juice. And uh, once, so once details are available, yeah. I'm sure uh, you'll be I'll out there publishing, pub, uh, promoting it. Right. Are, are you like doing crazy. that a lot though? Are you, like whenever you're coming up with a, a set or trying to think of a bit, are you writing things down? So I actually just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Um, I have a hard time sitting down and writing like and and making myself sit for a set amount of time. So a lot of what happens is I just have my, I'll, I'll have an experience because um, I took a class and that's actually a part of what led to doing it was like taking the class and setting a de- like a deadline. Um, but the class said, um, whatever makes you feel a very strong emotion, make sure you write it down. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that. And then <clears throat> what I also do is, is like, I'll, I'll go through those notes and I'll read and then I'll start to think of something on top of that. And then, then I will take, like, if I have like, I don't know, a, a few, few different premises in my notes, I'll actually force myself to sit down and actually write it out in joke form because you know, a key to like most jokes is you do the straight line and then you have the, the punchline because yeah. the straight line is like, you know, you just say something standard and then you surprise the audience. And that's where most laughter comes from is surprise. Like that's right. where 99% of laughter yeah. comes from. And so that's where, but most of the stuff that I've written has all been personal experience um, because I can't right now. I don't feel like I have the ability to see a news article uh, like what you guys talk about a lot on this show is like local news. Like I couldn't see that and then make it into a joke. It's got to mm-hmm. be something that I've experienced you personally. Lived it. Yeah. So you, you don't look at comedy right now as storytelling as much. It's, right. it's still a joke. You're, you're, you're methodology. Uh, methodology. Met- yes. You're a method comic, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> I mean, a, it's set up, punchline, joke, move on. Like it's a kind you're of, building a set that way, and yeah, you, but yeah. it's that's the way you're constructing but, it. Yeah, and then and taking the class actually allowed me to figure out because that was my biggest thing before going and like trying comedy was I didn't know how to write a joke, and uh, this guy gave us just like a very good. And you can obviously stray away from the formula, but he gave us like this, like page. It's structured. That's perfect. And it says like, you know, here's three lines for this. Here's four lines for this. And you shouldn't kind of really go outside of this because it's an economy of words, which I also think is very funny because podcasting is the talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in comedy, you want to, we were under an hour tonight, boys. We shortchanged the audience, (laughs) (laughs) but you in comedy, you want very, you want to get to the point with less. Uh, I guess traveling around the point you want right, to get to yeah. it right away. Yeah. I've just, I've heard a lot of different comics talk about it. Like Dan Cummins says that he, 
he will um, make recordings instead of instead of uh, writing things down. He will record I do that what too. happened, listen to it, then write down what sucked in the recording, mm-hmm. re-record it, and then just critique until he builds a bit there. Joe Rogan writes his out in long form. like yep. He writes the joke out just as he's going to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, Burt Kreischer writes bullet points. Yeah. So it's when just... I- when, Interesting. I, when I've prepared, like I said, I'm so new that I don't really have like a set method yet. So what I do, what I've been doing recently is when I feel like I really want to prepare for something is I'll write it out by hand. I'll type it out and then I will take my little mobile recorder and I will walk around in my uh, spare bedroom and just act like I'm doing a set into my mobile recorder like five to 10 times. I'll re listen to it a few times and I actually. The wonders of technology. I, uh, I'll upload it to my Dropbox and then I'll listen to it on my way to and from work too, just to see, see how the, the beats rhythm is and how and yeah. everything feels. So that's been working for me so far. Like I said, I felt the most comfortable uh, last night. And I think this show is Saturday, man. I think we're going to kill it because every person that's going to be on this show Saturday, not one of us had a set where it was like, man, that was. That's okay. Iffy. So are, right, yeah. are you guys a traveling troop now or is it what's so, the, what's the, what's what are we developing here? So that's that's another thing, man. You're kind of pulling it all out of me all at once. Uh that's another thing that we've thought about is um with the flyover media with BJ because every person in this show Saturday besides a couple of the guys um have podcasts that we all record in Greenwood and BJ puts them out and um he's he edits them and sends them to us and all that kind of stuff. And we've thought about doing like um well and one of the guys came up with the name, just the flyover takeover. And we go and we, we find a venue and maybe they have a couple of local comedians that, you know, would like to get on the show. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of like go in and do the show, work out all the details with the owner of the venue, that kind of thing. And then it's kind of like traveling around and we're all doing our own thing. And um, then you don't have to worry about getting booked because, <laughs> you know, knock on wood, I've been very lucky. I haven't been, I haven't been paid yet, but I haven't really had a difficult time getting on shows yet. Yeah, but you're getting reps, right? Yeah, and so. you guys have been in Anderson. You've been, Indy. I've been very impressed at the, the locations that have said, yes, absolutely. Come, you know, for, as a club owner, you know, it's not a comedy club. You're, you're in bars or different venues. It's, I think comedy's having a resurgence yeah. too, because mm-hmm. people want sure. that real conversation. And that's what a lot of comedy is, is like, real topics that people are talking about that the media doesn't really want you to talk about stuff. That's um, slightly offensive to people sometimes, but there's the truth because people want that. Yeah. It's bringing the truth out of just things that are Uh, happening. You got any good world war three jokes lined up for tomorrow? (laughs) I I don't. Uh, I've got, like I said, I've got five minutes of pretty much making fun of myself. Isn't that, isn't that what Carl Jung said about the, uh, about the jester was the jester was the only one that could tell the truth about the King. Yeah. That's a, that's that's comedy right now well, in our outrage cancel culture. Only yep. the comedians are the ones who are able to to tell the joke that and things that that's actually everyone might everything. be. Yeah, everyone's thinking the same thing. And it's so wild because you have to be to a certain level for that to not ruin your career. Right, yeah. you, yeah. which had, is wild. You've had about to me. three Netflix specials yeah. in the last twelve like, months that people have yeah. flipped back over that edgy line and yeah. it didn't kill their career like bill right. burr yep. and uh Dave and Chappelle. Chappelle. like they yep. they went hard and yeah. i, I yeah. just went i think in november and saw tom segura in columbus it was amazing it's probably He's the best is the best live stand-up act that i've seen mm. for sure most of us are going to go see i'm uh, sure he'll have burt 
in uh, Dayton yeah. next, uh, next month. I won't be. I'll be waiting on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that baby will be born in Dayton if you take him to Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> they have doctors and hospitals. I was just there today, Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> Audrey. Audrey. Can we call an audible and just have your baby down We've already given Down all this money to Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> no, They'll transfer it. The the last kind of little point that I wanted to yeah. say that I thought was interesting is I was listening to Dusty Slay's podcast because Dusty Slay ha- and anybody that's listening that might be interested in stand-up comedy, he did a whole series of becoming a stand-up comedian from start to like you know, selling out a show, like how to do it and what to, what his suggestions are on how to do it. And he mentioned something that I didn't even know because I don't do a lot of research on history. Stand up comedy is a very American thing. It didn't start. It didn't start in another country. Like a lot of the arts that we have in the world, it started in America. Like that was like where it got its birth. And I thought that was very like interesting. And it made me even more excited about doing it. And I don't know if that's just being a, a Homer Patriot, but I just think where, that's cool. What was the first comedy club? I don't was it the know comedy that. store? Were that was the comedy store in, in California? Uh, I'm going to imagine New York city probably was more on the tip. They of had, I think it was yeah, either New York beginning. or Chicago. Yeah, New York and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Improv, that would make sense. Improv, Chicago, Toronto, Chicago, Toronto. It's like what it's, it started as. And then people started kind of just doing the, like their own a lot of the early clubs show. were owned by like gangsters, American gangsters and stuff like Bugsy Siegel. And-, well, and, I, and I know that there used to be um, something similar to like a, wh- what a jester would do where they would get, they go up and they tell a couple of jokes, but it was mainly like show comedy mm-hmm. and they would, they would do that like yeah. in tents along railroad camps. Right. And so there were, there were those folks at first and then it, I think it did kind of get into clubs. Uh, Chicago is definitely the birth of improv. The Chicago improv is huge. Um, and that was a, I gotta go see that like because era. you have to be very funny for improv to be good. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, I've seen some bad improv <laughs> and you know, sometimes it hits and sometimes it, it misses, yeah. but that's the good thing. Like whenever we went to second city in Chicago, that's the, that was the good thing about there being so many different actors up there and comedians up there is that it, one of them would, would start, you could tell that they'd hit a wall and they weren't going and to they take the bit out further. and the next person would jump in. That's right. very so cool. It's good. Yeah. It's like and, a team sport. And you watch exactly. you. and they get more joy out of making the other people on stage laugh. They oh, don't yeah. give a damn about the people in the audience. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. They're trying to get their buddy to laugh at them. Yeah. One of the comics that's going to be actually at the show tomorrow. If I can get him to laugh, I will feel so good. Because I feel like he doesn't laugh at anybody's jokes. And I'm just like, oh, God, if I could just get him yeah. to laugh, I'd be very so happy. I will be there. I promise to be a very generous laugher. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I've also told people, like, I'm great to have it open mics because I laugh at everything. Like, <laughs> that's I'm, right. I'm a very loud, boisterous laughter. So especially if the liquor's flowing a little bit. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be at the Oyo, which everybody will remember as the, the Rain Tree in yeah. here in Newcastle. Yeah, we're Surprise. really promoting it as uh, the Rain Tree show. <laughs> I didn't even, I thought you guys were joking. Put the Rain <laughs> Tree <laughs> in back. Put it back. Put it back. <laughs> Don't steal the fame of the Rain Tree. They're, they're pulling another doughboy on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take a picture and like Photoshop it and then send it to people like this is what you're looking for. <laughs> So I saw them messing with the sign. I'm like, oh, they're painting the thing again. Because they just put up a relatively new sign for the rain tree like a year and a half ago. Put a little LED board up on it. It looks like I've always looked at it. 
this is nerdery here. It looks like a Minecraft cow. Like the sign, I don't know why <laughs> yeah, it's it, odd it and shaped the way it is, but it's this weird thing, this uh-huh. shape. And then all of a sudden, the, the lettering was off of it and it's red. I'm like, well, they're changing the colors of it. Have you ever Google mapped the place? Google mapped it? Yeah. And then see I, all I the live- pictures that are posted? Like, <laughs> yes. it's, no. It looks kind of seedy. <clears throat> Just I've been saying. To, I had my junior prom there. Thank you very much. I have not. <laughs> I have not been. And I don't, this is gonna, we're going to dance on the line of of trouble here. Uh, I've not been in the building since like the nineties. No, it's I, been a very long time. I, I've Just I've not been in the slight. building in my whole life. I've never been there. Those. Yeah, I looked through the pictures uh, f- <laughs> on the on the Oyo website. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I, so I don't even know what it is. It's obviously a, a motel. It's motel? a, it's a, originally in the sixties, fifties, sixties, it was a holiday inn. Okay. Okay. So it's an old historic holiday. I'm sure inn. you drove by it on the way here. And then it's, it's, right on the way. it's across from Walmart essentially. <laughs> uh, and then it was a best Western when I was growing up. And then yeah. the best Western name went away about 10 years ago. Uh, some rooms have been updated as far as I know. I, once again, I haven't been in there. I, I will say Poop that streaks in the toilet. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, this is also, I have no idea about any of this. If anybody from uh, so Tree is paying attention, a couple of my friends used to have their birthday parties there at, because you could rent the pool whenever I was okay. growing I've up. I've heard there's a Chinese restaurant in it's there. Fine. Too. Nice. Johnny Wong's. I've been to Johnny Wong's. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Wong's is pretty good. Well, I've not been in there. I've had takeout from there. It's okay. They can't shake a finger at China Castle, though. China Castle is still the best there I, is. So, so look at Oyo's website, OYO, and they are a, a, a. I didn't know who they were until this last week when this, this all went down. They're the fastest growing hotel chain in the country. Yeah, started by a 20 year old. But started by a 20 year old guy in India who basically had a list of, hey, these are the standard things we're going to have in, oh, dude, they're gonna, in a hotel. They're going to shape them up right quick. So I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to see what happens. It's, uh, it's one of the billion dollar business that, uh, that's, that's here. So it's, a, it's, it's great for our community. Um, and they've got opportunities for improvement, uh, such as the pictures of the double room they have don't have matching bedding yet yeah, right and, and so if that's told, your i just told people don't look at the picture if that's your showpiece yeah maybe go across the street to walmart <laughs> my, and, and we're going to get some matching my bed junior spreads. prom there was straight out horrible yeah. it was embarrassing <laughs> like i felt bad for people who brought their boyfriends and girlfriends from like other schools i'm like I, it would have been this better to represent have it. my school i promise <laughs> it would have been better if it was in the cafeteria wasn't yeah. it double booked over at the rain tree and like the Arts center across the street. They double booked it, so they moved you guys to the Ranger yeah, Square. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was yeah. a last minute booking, and it was it was so bad. And whenever we were, um, we we missed the chance to have a five year reunion. We're we're six years out now, <laughs> but I I told our class president for a ten year reunion. We it's need. Gotta be at it's got to be at the rain tree. We got to recreate. It. I think that the theme was like Hawaiian luau or something. Yeah, so it was yeah. all like a bunch of the cheapo streamers and like the plastic uh, lays and things. It was just so bad. I think you need but to tour the, the hotel prince. before you do the event. Oh yeah, I think sure. you just need to go tour the hotel and just have a little notepad of some fun observances. Oh yeah. That you've had. We did that. Dakota and I went to Chicago and every, he's, you know, Mr. Electrician. So every time we went to a restaurant, he's, he's looking at all of the electrical faults. I was just, and code I was problems. quizzing uh, Chase because he's a first year apprentice. Okay. Uh, so it's like, uh, look at that conduit run. Tell me what they did wrong. 
And tell me the code violations. Have you have you uh, become the guy that points out places that you worked on? Uh, I do it all the time. Yeah, I do yeah. that. Yeah, constantly. That's something. Oh, yeah. That's something that every friend of mine that's in construction. Like, yeah, that's that's my bridge. All we talk. That's about. my bridge. <laughs> that's my bridge. That's not my bridge. That one sucks. That one's mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. From here to from here to the Tennessee line. And another funny thing is, my wife does it all the time too. Just about like, oh, you know, I used to live there with blah blah blah. That's like the 17th time you've told me this. <laughs> At least I it's know, all different like, dudes in different and, houses. And you know what's funny is I still don't remember that place if I drive by it by myself. I'm not going to remember that. Right. But but I also remember that she's told me 17 times. There is a, the, there's a, um, a family friend of Audrey's who I also work with. And his name's Joe Badgley. He's a great guy. And he's got this house and he's got a big old like workshop in the back. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's like what I want. So every time that we drive by there, I always tell Audrey, I'm like, hey, that's Joe's house. Do you know that's Joe's house? And she's like, she's like, seriously, every time we drive by, <laughs> you tell me that that's Joe's house. I know that's Joe's house. So now I have to say it. Now for the rest of time, mm-hmm. it's going to be that way. Yes. So what yeah. do you guys, you guys have been in the rain tree. I have not, correct? You Correct. guys have been in there? Yeah. So I, I don't know that I've been in there in Dakota's lifetime, but okay. yes, I've been in there. <laughs> so what's, what's the like the bar situation like? Uh, well, I haven't been in there you since been I've in been there. able to drink. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been there at all. I literally don't know. Don't this know? is going to be this is gonna be a surprise to me, hey, too. Yeah. Whenever I was growing up, they used to If you're to in have... the chat, if you're, if you're watching in the live chat, please help us know. What, <laughs> what is are the we bar walking like? into? We don't know. <laughs> What's the bar like? Yeah, yeah. I want, I want an update. Well, my parents would know whenever I was, whenever I was growing up, they used to have 50 cent taco Tuesdays Hell at yeah, the bar. So my parents, you we, we would, two, always, we would you get two shopping carts for that. Would, Why would you um, waste it on a taco? <laughs> they would, they'd drop us off at my, my grandma's house once a month. And that would be their date night was going to get the 50 cent tacos at the range. Nice. Yeah. So that was. I wonder if they have fifty cent tacos on Saturday. I doubt it. It's not Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at eight o'clock. You want folks there at yep. eight o'clock? Eight o'clock at is the, the OEO start Rain of the show. Tree. Yep. Eight o'clock start of the show. We've got a lot of people coming. Like I'm not trying to like, you know, pump it up and make it sound really awesome, but. I have. You had may a lot want to start friends. lining up by midnight tonight if you want a good spot. <laughs> I have had a lot of friends and family that say that they're going to be attending. So. If you want, I don't know what if the you show up like. and say that you heard about it on Boss Hog, you get free admittance. Ooh. There you go. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> Just tell them Jeremiah sent you. And there's a secret after party. Yes. That you're going to announce tonight to the Boss Hog crew. Well, yeah, but we're not going to announce. We're not going to announce to the podcast because I don't want to. I don't want to step on any toes. <laughs> yet. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We should have done that on the Patreon. I will. I will just say. That if you, you actually, may, you I may think want, the boss hog Liberty might be doing something after the show the, and I might just sneak on over there. You might <laughs> there remember you <laughs> some of our favorite sponsors down in Spiceland, Indiana. <laughs> if you want an after party. Yeah. And you can, you can deduce it from there. Well, you know, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not the kind of guy that goes home early. <laughs> um, my wife will be upset because she is also, she's also pregnant. That's another like crazy thing that's happened in the over a year. Like, um, you know, we were going through the IVF stuff for forever. Like it felt like almost, I mean, it was three years of going through all the, you know, the stuff like that. That's crazy. Like that's another thing. That's you got any good IVF different. jokes that you're going to tell on stage? I do, but I, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going <laughs> to tell it Saturday because, um, I've only got five to seven minutes and I'm kind of skirting around six to six thirty right now with what I have. 
So I'm actually that's another thing that I'm feeling pretty good about. Like I'm starting to build. You're starting a to build bit a set. It's to not where, just, you're to, hosting. Yeah, but you've got you as a, the way the structure typically works is you'll come out. Yep. Do you do your five or six yep. minutes, and then you're gonna. And then I come up in between and and I also, um, I might make like, you know, something, a joke about whatever they talked about. Um, I think if it all goes the way it did yesterday, you guys are going to laugh a lot when Devon goes up because he's going to, he's going to make fun of me. Uh, (laughs) it's very great. Um, but yeah, the, the show, like I said, you eight o'clock start, there's going to be myself, Devon Shoemaker for Muncie, Calvin Turner for Muncie. Griffin Shira, who's like kind of, I think he lives in Muncie, but he comes to a lot of indie shows. He does a lot of open mics in indie. He's a hilarious guy. He's the one that I want to make laugh. Um, and then, uh, I, <laughs> I want to say it's Stutes, but I, he's not really talked that much in the chat with all the group of the people doing it. So I don't want to like throw him off, but I think it's Stutes, David Stutes, maybe. Um, and then Brody Miller will be headlining. He'll be doing like, I think 30 minutes. All right. So it's, it's going to be a very efficient show. It's going to be funny. And, uh, you're not going to have anybody up there dying a slow death. I'll tell you that for sure, because they are all on point right now. Great. Dude, Calvin's got some jokes that are offensive, but <laughs> you guys are going to laugh. You guys are going to have so, a good time. It's exciting though. For Newcastle, we've got live comedy coming to town. Yeah. Not since Donnie Baker sold out the armory and yeah. we had this level of comedy. <laughs> Donnie Baker. <laughs> Donnie Baker, Baker's awesome, but we're not at that level, but we'll get there. Well, you know, you you might sell out the rain tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you got to start lining up now. Yep. I think it's good. I mean, I'm not kidding. I think it's going to be a great time. And then um, just I can't f- wait until you become famous doing this. And then I can crop this part of the podcast out and put it on YouTube and get like 12 million views. That would be amazing. Be great. <laughs> be okay with that. Um, and then also, I mean, that's the that leads to January 30th is also the um, roast battle. And I'm going to be roasting a fellow podcaster, Dustin Roller um, from the Married with Children podcast, throttled up, all kinds of different things he's doing down there in southern Indiana, and I'm going to destroy him. It's not even going to be fucking close. Like, <laughs> I'm nice. telling you right now. Like, I've been actually being on stage. Like, I mean, he's good. Like, he's he's a principal, so I guess he stands in front of a bunch of snot-nosed kids and, like, kind of probably feels comfortable on stage, but I just got a lot of good jokes for him, so I'm going to roast him. So anybody that wants yeah. to come to that, it's at uh, Cracker's downtown Indianapolis, uh, January 30th. It's a Thursday. So it's a thirsty Thursday. I've already taken off work the next day so that I can, uh, enjoy it and live it up. So it's going to be a good time. Is your, is your comedy style, um, just real quick before we, after this, we're going to talk about news. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, I expect jokes about everybody's name. You're uh-huh. pretty ready. <laughs> um, I told you I'm not that funny. Your, your style. So like Tom Segura is very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert Kreischer, he's the party guy. Shirtless. And do you have, do you have a style like that yet? Um, like I said before, it's uh, very personal. I, I think it's self-deprecating. Uh, mm. I make fun of myself a lot, but at the same time I am narcissistic. So I think a lot of myself too. So that's like kind that. of, that's kind of like my style. It's a good mix. It's kind of like uh, how Dan Cummins does. He's yeah. self-deprecating, but he's also like, he, he thinks he's better than you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell the joke, but part of like something that I said is like, um, you know, I've always based my eating and drinking habits around how much money I have. And I tell the crowd, like, clearly I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's more to that, but that's part of it right there. So that's like one of those things. And because I'm making fun of myself for being fat, but I'm fat because I can afford to be fat. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we sent 
So now I, I've shared this into so many uh, local politics groups right now. Everybody's ready. Everybody's wanting yeah. to know. Okay, so get with your the, tickets. Uh, get, get your tickets. Show up at yep. the at the OYO on uh, on Saturday night. But local news, breaking news: we sent reporter Chris down to the Justice Center. We did. By the way, there's a Justice Center scandal. I've seen all these pictures on social media of people filing to run for office. Mm. And if you're not a, an attorney or an elected official, you can't get your cell phone into this damn building. So oh, I don't man, know how all these people got all these pictures. They're having attorneys take them I, for I them. don't know. If <laughs> I, attorneys cost a lot of money. So I, there needs to be an investigation. John costs us a dollar. That's not a lot of money. I, I think there needs to be a freedom of information <laughs> request to find out how all these cell phones are getting past the, secu- the, secu- the security belt in the, in the Justice Center. You're 100% correct, and I don't want to uh, give away too much, but I've been in the Justice Center here in Newcastle, <laughs> and... I got dropped off <laughs> and I, I had my cell phone and they, I walked in and they, th- this was the only court, not that I've been in a bunch of courts, but this was the only court that I could go into that I couldn't take my phone into. And so they were, I was like, so what do I do? They're like, we don't know. Not our Figure problem. it out. So I ran outside and like set it down behind a bush <laughs> Hoping that with, I, all of the, with all of the other phones, yeah, hoping that I could come back and find it still there. Oh my god! So the police wouldn't just take it and put it in their little office. I for asked, you? no, they would not do that. What a bunch That's of the jerks! Kind of service we have here in Henry. We County. got a bunch of jerks working all right. for us. So Sorry, I'm just, that was a I'm just saying, I don't know what this double standard is, but I've noticed it, and I'm keeping track. All right, and you, you know who you are out there with your pictures. Because I've All been right. I've been the victim of having to go in with my piece of paper and a pencil and try to remember what was going on. Because damn it, I'm not paying two dollars a page for something. We have, we have six names so far. Yes. So these are the people that have filed. These are not the people that have announced, but these are the ones that have gone in. I think you've had the filing window has been open for two days so far. Commissioner Kim Cronk has filed for re-election as a Republican in the Middle District. Bobby Plummer has filed. Uh, she would be a, she's challenging Ed Yanos, the incumbent. Uh, she's filed in the Southern District as a Republican. Uh, Ed Yanos is not, uh, he's openly said he's considering, but he's not filed yet. Chris Newkirk uh, is reported uh, that he's going to run, but has not yet filed uh, for uh, commissioner as a Republican. He lived, He's the uh, police chief who made the news recently in Knightstown, uh, <clears throat> who was volunteering when he was uh, suspended or whatever the heck happened down there. Right. Check, check local media reports on that. Incumbent nice. surveyor Steve Rust has uh, has filed for re-election. Uh, Stacy Guffey, our former coroner uh, and friend of the show, uh, he has filed for coroner again as a Republican. Uh, so it, he was he served, I believe, for eight years. Uh, has been out of yeah, office for like four to I'm eight not years. Judging a job by any means, but what kind of political poll poll does the coroner have? Do you know who can arrest a sheriff? The coroner. Huh? Coroner. Okay. Yeah. There's. Mm-hmm. They got you stones, also man. get to say this was death by suicide. <laughs> 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 Just like Jeffrey Epstein, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying a good corner we'll is important. We'll get, we'll get to the police scandal later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, incumbent uh, county councilman Harold Griffin has filed for re-election. Uh, and Steve Peckinpah has filed for uh or county council Democrat. He's uh, he's a surprise name that I don't think anybody was really looking for or mm, expecting yet. No. Uh, I don't think she has filed for election yet, but we do have a new county council person as well. Uh, very good friend yeah, of the right. show. Betsy Mills won the uh, Republican caucus. Uh, 
this week, and uh, she is serving as a county council person. She's already been putting in that work, getting that bread. She went. She toured the uh, Delaware County Jail, Decatur um, County, Decatur County Jail. Yeah, they're sorry. getting ready to open one up down in uh, Greensburg, and she she toured that. She went I gave down her a hard to, time to take notes to see what she can spend the all of our hard earned money on. I'm gonna. I, I don't know. Betsy Betsy printed out an 11 by 17 drawing that she easily could have looked at it on her phone. So I, I'm already <laughs> questioning if Betsy's wasting her taxpayer dollars <laughs> on printing drawings for photo ops. The photo op councilwoman. I don't know. Do you guys we'll see, see these? Do you guys see these people like around? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We know all of these people, right. and they. Yeah. Our county has only fifty thousand, <laughs> like fifty-two thousand people. Okay. These, <laughs> almost every one of these folks will come through these doors over the next <laughs> nice. twelve months. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yes, we have fun with them. We talk shit about them, but they're also our. All of them are our friends. <laughs> And uh, the same things we're saying now, we will say to their faces right. when they're here. No, I completely <laughs> believe it. I was just curious just because, you know, the way you guys talk about them, I feel like you already have a relationship with them. So that's what many that's, of them. That's why yeah. I was interested. Yeah. Yep. They almost all of them have raised my taxes or stolen some sort of a freedom from the next me. guy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The next guy, he's not a friend of the show. He's never been in these doors. And Aaron probably Strong. Won't be. Yeah. Uh, police former police officer Aaron Strong. We had some news about him. Um, I, I didn't want to have to have this story this week. I man. just I wanted to bring it up because well, no one wants to have this story, but it, it's something that happened in our own backyard of a case of real police brutality that happened here in our small city of twenty thousand people. Yeah, it it's it's not just something that you see on Facebook videos from groups like Police to Police, where it's just this chopped up video. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real thing that can happen, and I think that you know people should at least be aware about it. Hopefully, this is the only bad egg, like we like to say, that was on our police department. And we don't have a situation like this again, but things like this can happen in any community, even one as small as ours. Yeah, so I got a, I kind of got a tip from somebody that this was coming earlier in the week and asked a few questions and then got a press release uh, sent to me by the Indiana, not by the Indy Star, by the Indiana State Police. Um, and then did a little more digging and got one from the, uh, from the Newcastle Police Department as well. Uh, and essentially the officer, uh, Officer Strong, uh, was involved with the arrest of a guy. Um, multiple officers were already there. Uh, the press release from the state police basically says that the this officer used his baton on on a guy who was already down on the ground. Uh, it led to an internal investigation by the the city, turned it over to the state police. They investigated it because the other officers that were there said, "Hey, something doesn't look right here." Um, really unfortunate, like a truly, totally unfortunate situation to have. But the biggest takeaway I have from it is that. It does give me some faith in the officers that we have 100%. in our community they did that this turned out correctly and you don't have a cover up and that yeah. you, the process worked. And, you know, I, I hate that this has happened at all. It's a black eye for the community. But at the same time, I would much rather have the transparency and the right thing happen and show that individuals have rights. Straight up. Yeah. Just the amount of courage that it had to that those guys had to show to be able to it, say something about a fellow officer sure that didn't go well around the uh, water cooler the next day for sure that's like it it creates an awkward situation and they were brave enough to do it so huge kudos to those guys for sure it looks like it was definitely handled professionally it was so it's handled great yeah and you know just because just because you wear a badge and you have the uniform doesn't mean you have special rights everybody still still isn't is a citizen and has has their rights and 
But they arrested. They also arrested the guy though for fleeing. Yeah, he, uh, resisting the, arrest. I believe one. Of, there were a few media reports and press releases that we got. The uh, he, there were a number of outstanding warrants. Yeah, it sounds like the fellow needed. He, basically, it was the line that was crossed. Of yes, the guy was getting arrested, but it sounds like he was under control. And then at that point, and the, yeah, at that yeah. at that point, and then you know the aggression happened and. Yeah, the way that the Indiana State Police report uh, put it was the two police officers that originally saw him and chased him down and had him on the ground. He had given up and then the other officer, the other responding officer, Officer Strong, pulled up and the suspect was on the ground whenever he pulled up and that's whenever he went on the offensive. So it was obviously he was, he was way out a bad of line. Day. He was way out of line there, and like we said, huge shout out to the two officers that that did come forward and say something that something wasn't right because they they did a very brave action. They did a very good thing, and I think that we need to recognize them for that action. Uh, so the timeline, basically, according to the uh, press release sent by the city of Newcastle, was that uh, on August 18th, the, this individual, Joshua West, uh, was p- uh, arrested for possession of methamphetamine, resisting law enforcement, and uh, there were two active warrants. Uh, he was transported to the hospital to, and later sent to the Henry County Jail. Uh, right after Mr. West was arrested, uh, the chief of police was made aware of a use of force complaint, is what they called it, uh, with Lieutenant Strong. Uh, the chief ordered an internal investigation, placed the officer on leave. So at that point, yeah, no longer out there uh, with the citizens uh, in, you know, wearing the badge. Uh, the prosecutor made the decision to ask the state police the next day. So this happened, I think, on a Sunday morning, basically yeah. one in the morning on the following Monday. The chief talked to the prosecutor. Prosecutor said, hey, let's get the state police involved. They investigated it, uh, set up a criminal investigation uh, handled by the state police. They assigned a special prosecutor because obviously in a community of this size, you everybody knows each other. Right. So you don't have the true impartiality. Uh, they assigned it to Rodney Cummins, the uh, Madison County prosecutor. And uh, on December 20th, as a result of the investigation, uh, Lieutenant Strong contacted the police department and resigned. So the press release that came out said former Newcastle police officer. And that, that was the first question that came to my mind is, well, what do you mean former officer? You know, if you, Look the fellow up. It I was, thought he, he got fired. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's a resignation. According to the police department, it says on December 20th, one, he, uh, he resigned. It? Sounds like more of a, if you don't resign, we're going to fire you. Uh, so on, and I, I don't know. So that, that, that would be a decision by the, I assume the local merit board yeah. or the chief. Uh, and the minutes for the merit board are not available yet online. Eventually their public information will be there and you'll see a public record of what's happened. Uh, but at this time, minutes aren't that current yet. Uh, but I have faith that very soon that they'll all be there and be available for anybody to look at that wants to see them. But so will uh, he face any like uh, criminal punishment? So, so yeah. yes, but he, he, the, the process is in place uh, on January 6th. The police department was advised uh, that Lieutenant strong was charged with criminal recklessness, which is a class B misdemeanor uh, for the actions back in August. Uh, and then basically the uh, the police department said they are committed to serving the citizens of Newcastle and deeply regret the situation. Uh, once the chief was notified, the investigation was turned over to the state police. So I wonder what I would get charged with if I saw a random guy laying on the ground and beat the shit out of him with a baton. <laughs> you pled guilty, did you not? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but really, though, is that all I would face? 
Um, and this is a preliminary charge, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, you, there's no trial yet. You don't know mm. if anybody's pled out or if, if there's going to be a... Uh... It also depends if you're caught. <laughs> if you're caught? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a civil case would pursue this, wouldn't it? Hopefully I have good I friends that would realize there's something wrong with yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know. Jeremiah's it's, over there. It's, it's, yeah. like, it's very... Yeah. Come again. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate that this happened, man. I don't know. Um... You know, we got, especially in a community of our size, you know, everybody, right? It's not like it's Indianapolis and you're just throwing bombs at, at folks. Everybody in this room has very, very close friends that are, that are in this community, right. uh, you know, in, the, in the law enforcement community. So it's just, um, shout out to those, those folks that, that handled it the right way. Absolutely. That's the, that's the only, side, the, the only, the only part I really feel comfortable talking about at this point is saying, you know. It, yeah. big kudos for 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 doing the right things because it's not it cannot be easy as you talked about for the water cooler yeah man right. that is not not an easy conversation because i'm sure like with you talking about having friends in the or in the uh, police community and everything like that i mean those guys from the people that i've met through impd and stuff like that it's a it's kind of like you know buds like you're watching out for that person's exactly. back exactly yeah. I mean, they have an extremely dangerous job and we asked them to do an extremely dangerous job. So whenever you go out there, uh, sometimes you're alone. And whenever you call in for backup, that means that you have got a serious situation on your hand right. and you're hoping that you can trust that other person with your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to be very close with those people. It, it's, uh, you know, that's, it's different from other jobs where, you know, you clock in nine to five and you see each other. You might say some random BS to each other about, hey, how about Tom Brady, the, the Colts, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to, you have to trust this person with your life and you need to be close with them. Uh, so it's, it's different than telling on your buddy at an office job. Right. Right. But it, it's more important as right. well. So it's, uh, they did a great thing. Yeah. But, now, on happy news, we have some news about uh, our representative, Tom Saunders. We need to give a kudos to so, him. So this is very exciting. As as you know, uh, folks that have listened to the show for a long time and paid attention, uh, I've dabbled in politics and uh, <laughs> dabbled. Uh, producer Chris has dabbled in politics. We've, we've, we've all run failed campaigns uh, and we've run as libertarians. And I had some pretty successful memes. Yeah, well, the meme mm, game has been yeah. strong, and that's 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 the <laughs> that's, that's the, the true thing. key right there. That's the thing they're going for. The 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 most frustrating part of of my ten years in the Libertarian Party is that the deck has been stacked against in third party candidates or anybody that's not from whatever the predominant team is in your community. Uh, and we've talked to a number of state legislators, state senators, state reps that have come through the doors here, including Tom Saunders, who's, uh, I've run against Tom. I worked on Tom's campaigns. We've become friends. It's, you know, a very, very good relationship. Uh, and Tom filed a bill, uh, this year to eliminate straight ticket voting in Indiana. Uh, fantastic thing. It's something we talked about with him a year ago on this show. Yep. Um, yep. and, and made a very clear, it's, um, you know, we're excited, very excited about it. Literally at every Libertarian Party meeting that we had last year, there were probably only six or seven of them. And then I didn't do that great of a job scheduling them monthly, but I did, I got the majority. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so at, at literally, More than 50%. Yeah. At every single one of them, I had a slide in the, the slideshow presentation that gave his email address and his phone number. Um, 
Gene Lyson's email address and phone number. Um, I know I have had a conversation with Tom. Um, I've sent an email to Miss Lysing, um, Mrs. about Mrs. I don't know Senator. I'm saying Ms. <laughs> because I don't know. Um, there, I've had a conversation with both of them, and um, Tom was very receptive last time I talked to him about it. He agreed, um, and I didn't see anything. Nothing came about last year, and because I was hoping, like, like instantaneous, hey, got to happen yeah. right now. That was before I knew the the legislative session was coming up. I was like, "Hey, this I think that this is something that could benefit the citizens." And he agreed. He said, "Yes, it, it will." Well, you know, I had a good conversation. There was Every a great, conversation great op ed, great op ed in the Courier Times this week that he wrote, yeah. uh, highlighting this. And then it, uh, I lost, I lost hope. I was like, "Ah, uh, he." He was just saying, like, yeah, it would be great, but he didn't want to ruffle feathers, is what I thought. He wanted to do other work there, and he thought that ruffling feathers would get in the way with that. Because, you know, that happens, and it's legitimate. But then the op-ed in the paper comes out, and you send me that he actually filed the bill that was yep. uh, today. It's like, holy crap. Yep, it's been si- uh, it has been assigned. So it, inside baseball, if if the Speaker of the House has complete control. If so, if, if the speaker wants to kill something, they will send it to the rules committee mm-hmm. and it is dead. Yep. Nobody, no, the rules committee never meets. They never do anything. They don't deal with anything. That is where we say, okay, yeah, thank you so much for that. There's, trash. there's, there's the trash can. That's where you send things. If you want them to die, it got assigned to the election committee, which means that it's actually got hope and life. Yeah. So now as people listen and they pay attention, um, you can call your state senator, call your state rep and say, hey, I care about this. This is why it's better for Indiana. Uh, Representative Saunders makes a point of saying that Indiana is one of only seven states that still has this, that has it at all. Um, and it, if you want good candidates to run for your mayor, to run for for any board, um, it's important to to reward people and say, hey, you've got a chance. It's based upon individuals, not just about just about the party. So it's a big deal. Uh, yeah. And it's also important for for our community that uh, you know the Republicans control the state house completely. The Democrats don't have to show up. Libertarians don't have to show up. They can conduct conduct all of the business entirely with the Republicans that are there. Okay. Tom's a Republican, so he's in the majority. So it's not just a mad minority person saying, "Hey, do this thing for me." He's speaking their language. That's good. Right? He's on. He's from the majority side. So um, it's exciting. It, it, honestly, it's uh, it's something we've hoped for for a long time, and. Um, yeah, we'll see. Thank you very much, sir. You're a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> what are you doing, Mason? What, what What's happening over there on soundboard? What are you doing? That was Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scarn, you said? Michael, do the Scarn. <laughs> what sound, you've been working with different soundboards. Is it all, is this the office now? You had, uh, you Last had Judge was, Judy yeah, a minute ago. Judge Judy. We got a whole bunch of things right here. Here's Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you f-ing stupid? That is so loud. I was thinking, we were thinking. I was thinking last week that we need to have a a soundboard up for Chris so that he can do stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad that Mason has Mason taken the Mason initiative. has taken the reins. He can't tell a story to save his life, but man, he's a little bit. Earlier. Maybe if you join the Patreon, you can hear me do well at telling a story for once. Uh, top fan, Sarah Morrill. My my bride says. Uh, uh, yeah, that Mason's adding to the show. You can run, go wherever you need to go, Juice. You don't need permission. This isn't this isn't fifth grade. Just go and do what you need to do. All right, Dakota. What else did, do we think? Did we say that? Did, 
Did we already give predictions of whether or not we thought this bill would pass? We have not. Let's we've start not. with Mason. Mason, what do you think about straight ticket voting? Do you think that uh, Tom Saunders' bill is going to pass the House, then get through the Senate, and then wind up on the governor's desk to get signed into law? Um. Yeah, I think it could. I think it's got a chance. You think it's got a chance? I need a yes or no, hundred yeah. percent commitment. <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Yeah. Who who was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not Mason. That's that's the soundboard. Our audio. Is that Dwight Schrute over there? Good. Uh, let's see if you can tell it by this. Better, closer, warmer. I have no idea. It's Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's I'm not going to know Jack Black. That how, part of how, Jack Black. That's how I feel about it. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that does sound like Jack Black. What about this one? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's him. Okay, let's stop playing around. Juice is Juice is watching from the bathroom now, so that's <laughs> that's good. He's doing. He's pulling a real Mason. What about UK? Do you think it's going to pass? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to pass. It should pass. It's one definitely one of those things that we've all been kind of hoping for. So, I think we've talked about it enough here. Hopefully, enough people know about it that it should hopefully I'm optimistic. If it passes, we're taking credit. We'll share credit with <laughs> representative Saunders, but I'm telling you, we are taking credit as this show. Uh, oh yeah. We have made it our I anthem. Saw, I saw Tom Perkenhoff. He said, if it passes, Tom should get a, an award of libertarian state convention. <laughs> yes. Well, this is, this is a big reward we're getting from Tom for not running a candidate against him for the first time in yeah. ages. So, uh, we apparently all I had to do is not run a libertarian <laughs> against Tom and he'll and he'll file a bill for us. So it's, it's, it's amazing. I think I have a definite answer. OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Go, go ahead, Jeremiah. You, you say yes. Tra- Travis Ham wants to know if this bill passes, will we see Jeremiah on the ballot in the future? Man, man. But, hey, listen, Travis. You already don't have to go against straight ticket voting if you run for county council at large. So Jeremiah doesn't have an excuse this year either. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. The, the nice thing for libertarians is that our filing deadline, the way these schedules work, um, Republicans and Democrats need to file now to get on the ballot for the primary that's in May uh, for races that we handle at the county level. Uh, the Libertarian Party has until June. So essentially what we get to do so we get to look at the field and make a strat- strategic decision and say, yeah, we're happy with the candidates that are in that race. We don't have to run anybody. We're going to choose to keep our powder dry there, or we're going to run candidates in places that we care about. Right. Uh, so the, the party has the ability to be selective and to make decisions later on. So at this point, we just get to focus on shoveling snow and watching the news. <laughs> and then as it gets closer, um, we'll see. We'll There's see what happens. Thoughts and conversations happening. Oh, there are always back channel conversations happening. Are you kidding me? Lincoln Chafee just became a libertarian and decided he's running for president on our side. So that's something. A senator, governor, mayor of uh of He's worse on guns than Bill Weld. <laughs> and he's a Republican now. So you know he's not very good. Well, Lincoln Chafee has been a Republican, he's been a Democrat, and he's been an independent. Now he's a libertarian. So just change your stripes we'll whenever you feel like he just it, likes right? to see what's going on. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't met him yet. Once I meet him three or four times, I'll make a decision. Uh, I, Justin Amash is uh, out there rumored to maybe maybe be thinking about running as well. That so. rumor has been going around. Who knows? Ever since he's since before he changed to an independent, that rumor has been floating around that he would run for president as a libertarian. 
Our friend old I'll K. Believe Kronk, it when I see it. K. Kronk wants to know, does it have to be legislated? Can your precinct just choose not to program in the straight ticket option? The answer is no. State statute has uh, has it set up so that it has to operate a certain way. So Does that just make it easier for people just, I mean, once again, I don't pay attention to any of this stuff and I apologize. Does it make it just easy just to click a button and it's like, oh, I yeah. just want all the yep. Republicans, so, I want all the Democrats. So when you go in, and this has been a problem in Henry County. Since we've gone to electronic areas, machines. Yeah, we have, where right now in Henry County, um, the last couple elections that we've had, you go into the voting booth and the voting machine is sitting in front of you. The very first question is, please select a party. And it says Republican, Democrat, Libertarian. And if you do not select one of those for a straight ticket ballot, then whenever you try to skip to the next screen, you get an error message. Like you've done something wrong that says you left a question blank. Like, Hey, you left a question blank and go change it. So we saw a huge increase across the board, not just in Republicans or Democrats, but even as libertarians, we saw a huge increase in the amount of straight ticket voters. Um, but yeah, a straight ticket voting, you just go in, you press I'm team R and that's that. And it will pre-check the box. So yeah. if you go in and you say, okay, Republican, you pre-check the box in every race. So then the burden becomes somebody has to go in and manually, manually change, change it each, each time. Okay. Or you can just get lazy halfway through and say, you know what? I'm voting for president and governor and that's enough. Whatever. I just, you know, I vote a Republican, let it ride. Yeah. So the folks that are working on your local level, the ones that can do the most damage in your life, juice. Right. You've already voted for them. You haven't, you haven't even looked at that page. Right. You just filled it in. Or there may not be a guy from the team you voted for in it. It might be, hey, I voted Democrat, but there's no Democrat in that race. So now you just didn't vote at all. You just skipped that no, race. You just left yeah. it blank. Yeah. All right. So yeah. instead, what this would do is it would eliminate that function. And then you'd have the burden of going through and paging through and saying, yep, I want to I want to vote for Bill for this and Phil for this and Bob for that and and Sally for the other race. And, and if you vote still want to vote it. all Republican, totally you're allowed to, you can, yeah, you know, they're not taking the party label off. Right. They're just, you know, and what would happen say school board, right? If you vote for school board, uh, and that's usually towards the bottom of your ballot, last page, those aren't party affiliated. So if you just went in and said, I'm going to vote for all the Republicans, you wouldn't vote in the school board race. That, yeah. yeah. You've skipped it. Same for at large races. Any, any straight take of votes don't go towards at large County council. Races. Ah, so all these people get on me for not voting. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yes. straight ticket voting. Yep. It's so like I have something it. to talk some shit back yeah, to them. That's right. right? Yeah. I'd okay. rather you not vote than select straight ticket, <laughs> honestly. Like it like if you're gonna be that lazy, yeah. just stay home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I already got that covered. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I apologize. I know like you're probably a, a huge, I mean, your entire demographic probably takes a lot of uh, pride in the voting thing. And I, I always feel bad when I talk to people about it. Cause I, I just don't even think about it. It's self-defense, man. Self -defense, yeah. man. It really... They steal from you. My taxes, my paycheck <laughs> just went down I could... this week because of the theft that they put in place in November. Wow. True. Uh, well, what was that? My oh, income, our my county income tax just my, went up. What I was saying about laziness, I had your poorer Henry County made a Facebook <laughs> status that was a, a joke, and it said, "Imagine being so lazy, or imagine being motivated enough to go to the gym, but too lazy to re rack your weights." It's the same concept of straight ticket voting. You're motivated enough to drive out to the polls, but you're too lazy to select candidates. Right. Like, eh. what kind of a just give me my sticker that mm -hmm. says I was here. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then I can talk smack to all the people right. that so don't that, have their stickers. So Who that, I voted for is none of your business, but that, damn it, I got a sticker. That way I can make a virtue signaling post on my social media that said that I'm better than you because I got a sticker. Uh, I am not sure it will pass. That, I'm optimistic. I don't want to say no. It, it's I'm, it's very early. It's I'm the cautiously, first time it's come up. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I don't think it'll pass because it's the first time it's come up. Sometimes these things come up. And it just happens, and everybody goes, yep, that's genius. We should have done it. Should have done it a long time ago. Could be. And there's other times where it may take three, four, five just cycles. Like, uh, Which is weird, because do you feel like that there's any reason that, I mean, who would be against it? Or why would you be against it? Well, a lot of times, like um, in, in very rural areas, we obviously have a super majority in the state of Republicans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those folks, if they live in a heavy red area, then they benefit from yeah, straight ticket from voting. It's great for protecting power. Okay. Yeah. If you're an urban Democrat or rural Republican, generally it's pretty good for you. But okay. see the rural Democrats and the urban Republicans are going to really like this idea. And same with the whole entire Libertarian Party of the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana and the Greens and the Independents. If you read um, Tom Saunders' op-ed, we are one of seven states in the country that still has the option for straight ticket voting. I'm tired of hearing that about Indiana. We're one of <laughs> yeah. three states that uh, it's all these archaic things. Yeah, yeah. Okay with X, Y, or Z. Eventually, so eventually shaming our legislature is what happens. They're like, look guys, we are the last state. <laughs> Minnesota got beer. We are the last one. At least give me eight hours of freedom on Sundays. We are it. We are, we're, we're gonna, worse than Louisiana. People in Kentucky make fun of us. We're we're the worst, right? And that that shaming oh, is finally what happens, and it finally works. On Ohio. That's, that's what it'll take yeah. for marijuana. We'll be boxed in with that before we legalize it. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It will take like it. It will become normal yeah. across the state to be walking down the street and smell weed, and it will still be illegal. Yeah, and for it to become uh, changed. It's, it's going to become that way because it's kind of already that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it in this you area. Walk in, you walk into a bar, <laughs> you're going to smell some marijuana. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't tell grandma. Anywhere. I mean, in, in, don't tell grandma. You're not going to smell it here, but uh, I mean, not maybe not in, in, in most Castle. places. <laughs> you, you walk down the street in Indy and you smell weed. Oh yeah. But like, you walk down the street, Newcastle. You don't smell weed. Never. If you d- smelled if, it in Chicago you smell last it, weekend, yeah. though, I think it depends on first the weekend of recreational. <laughs> if you smell it, you're like, if you smell if you it in Newcastle, down, you go, oh, you, uh, go, you right. go down one of those lettered streets on the east side of town, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> you can smell it in the streets over there. <laughs> Damn people on H Avenue, H over at H and Roosevelt. Yeah, so, that, that, that place. Another thing, the the day it went legal in um, Chicago. Um, they like quoted the amount of money they made from it. To me, that didn't seem like that much. Was it like $3 million? $3.2 million. The but first, I guess it's in a it day. It was a day. Yeah, in the first year. day in Texas. They don't have a lot of dispensaries yet, though. Yeah. There's only uh, 37 in the, across the whole state yeah. of Illinois. Yeah. So it's, there's not a whole lot Infancy. of dispensaries there yet. Yeah. And, Give it time. You know. Give it time. Yeah. It's an emerging, an emerging market. I, I still think they're all forced to be cash only as well. There are, yeah. There's a number of uh, of drawbacks that they uh, that they have as they're as they're scaling up. They wrote a Listen. song, sung a song about it at Second City, though. They did. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I think we've got to the point of the show where it's time to do final thoughts. Anyong. So are you on Arrested Development now? I got that one. Anyong. Goodbye. Hello. Anyong. Oh, my God. We're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning. (laughs) (laughs) David Cross for you, Tobias. Mason, final thoughts. Where are you at in uh, in Arrested Development over there? You've been I gave you I gave you some homework over the Christmas break. You've uh, you've binged. Are you are you finished with the series? I am on season five, episode that is incredible. eleven. I have grinded through it, and it's super good show. And I'll probably rewatch it as soon as I uh, finish it, That's just great. to catch up on the other jokes. My favorite is Tobias being a never nude. <laughs> that is just so funny. The jorts, yeah, wearing the jorts in the shower and stuff. I, it's so funny. The first time I watched the show, I hated Tobias, and now he has become my favorite He's character. Just, he Tobias really is the greatest. The show I, I just blew myself. Stand in for the blue man group. There you go. Do you ever really think about what you say before <laughs> you say it? <laughs> I never do. <laughs> uh oh, he's trying. He's it desperately clicking. It won't let me play it. Uh oh, it says blew myself. <laughs> uh, dang. That is my favorite line from that show. Aaron Dickens says, don't bother with the last season. But honestly, season four is the one that's so horrific. Season five is better. Season, seasons one through three are excellent. Season yeah. four is uh, they couldn't get everybody booked together. So it's it's a Do little more difficult. Season five is much more than the four. Wildly movie. different. I can't remember what her name is in the show now. The blonde haired sister. Like how wildly different she looked oh, in the yeah, Netflix. Yeah. 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 Like, is that the season four? And yeah, five? season yeah. four and five. Yeah, she yep. like looked terrible. Like, no, like no, offense, <laughs> no offense to her, but uh, that was a lot of bad. She probably won't surgery. listen. Mason nah. noticed how old Job looks now too. Yeah, he's had a, as Jer said, a ton of forget me nows. <laughs> if I could have, Here you go. If I could have, I have to ask for an audition. Do you have an audition yet? Oh no, no, I'm not in the group yet. No, I'm afraid I just blew myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife is uh, reminding me of Buster and his bionic arm. If I, I could, talk about loose seals and mammal blood all the time in the house. <laughs> if I could have anybody's voice, though, Job. Just yeah, his, Job has a great. You're you're very close to that. I yeah, know, I was like, about to say you're extremely close, close to that. It's now. an illusion, Michael. <laughs> I love you, Tony Wonder. <laughs> No, I, he's got like, it's almost like he has a smoker's voice, but I bet he doesn't smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's got that whenever he has that dead dove in his pocket. <laughs> What's, what is your return policy? Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. All right. Cade, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, just a couple things. Um, I've got a county line wood splitter for sale. 22 ton. Mm. 22 tons yeah. Holy <laughs> crap so right, give me a what uh, in the hell are you splitting with the 20 anything man Hard you, can take, <laughs> you could take anything you could split you could split a redwood with yeah. a 22 ton yeah it's it's a nice and it's basically brand new so, so what are we asking is it on What's, a trailer uh, i'd like to have 700 dollars out of it man, do you have a rental so, program for the weekend <laughs> um, you know i could probably work that out if yeah. somebody needs to use it i, I got some home. friends and a family yeah. that, uh, that have a, a ridiculous amount of wood yeah that they need i just to split i i a friend needed money and he had it and uh i burned wood at my house and i figured that I, I don't have one I'll, I'll just go ahead and get it and i just don't use it as much as i thought i would yeah so it's just sitting around and i'd rather somebody have it that needs it uh, so give me a message if you're looking for a wood splitter it's fully uh, operational fully operational is it seven hundred dollars include delivery 
Yeah. This is this is sure. Tradio. If anybody yeah, wants I'll, to dial I'll in and <laughs> offer to trade him a sale. dirt bike or a yeah. motorcycle, we or, might be able to work equipment. out a deal. Fitness I'll take equipment. some fitness equipment for it. Yeah. I've got a I've got a Bowflex. Kate's like I, I already uh, had dude, a motorcycle I, and a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, I need a Rogue Echo bike. So if you got a Rogue Echo bike, let me know. When, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Will uh, Christy Avery wants to know if she'll be entertained uh, if she comes down on Saturday? Yes. Oh definitely. yeah. Uh, for, for and sure. I'd like to meet Christy because I feel like she's a very staunch supporter of oh, the yeah. Boss Hog of Liberty. Christy podcast. is incredible. If yeah. she comes down, we'll treat her. We'll treat her right. She'll enjoy it. Christy and the she can get a room for the, the night network. at the Oyo, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll interview her and find out how it how it went. I understand it's the price tag is under sixty bucks a night. So for sixty bucks a night, I think there should be a story. If there's if you don't have poop streaks in your toilet, you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> you're already ahead. Uh, but no, I had, and I had one more question for juice. I know earlier in the week you said you went and tried jujitsu and yep. Muay Thai. Yep. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Muay Thai. I enjoyed more because jujitsu, I think I am. I mean, I'm only 32, but my knees are bad. I have been shot by accident by one of my friends when I was 18. Um, so I have what, like nerve damage. What in caliber this leg. are we talking? Nine millimeter. It was a it was a interesting situation. Um, he never kept a magazine in it, but he always kept a round in the chamber. One in the chamber, and you but probably he, yeah. But he didn't know it that there was one in there, and he didn't also know that I had been playing with it. I was about eighteen. He was eighteen, and you cocked that thing, and I pulled it back, yeah. and I was like, you know, messing with it, looking at it. Took a picture with my cell phone, the flip phone back in the day, the razor, the razor. and um, <laughs> I put it back in between his seats, and he got in the car and um, pulled. Like I was talking to my cell phone, he pulled it out, was poking me in the leg. He was like, "You messing with my gun?" Because he had seen that it was moved a little bit. Pulls the trigger because he was thinking he was just going to like dry fire it or whatever. Shot me through the leg, went out the bottom of the car. And uh, I just looked at him. I was like, dude, you just fucking shot me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You can't take me to the hospital because you've been drinking. And I was like, the person behind us needs to take us. So I went to get out of the car, get out of the car, stumble over my leg because apparently it went through the nerve and that just con- like I couldn't control walking. He comes around, throws me over his shoulder, uh, kind of stuffs me in the car that was uh, behind us. And that did guy- you know the car behind you? Yeah. Like, okay. He was so like you're an not acquaintance. just bleeding in a random yeah, He was an acquaintance. He wasn't a friend, but he was an acquaintance. And um, I hope this is in your act. Oh, no, it's not. It'll be eventually. <laughs> this is the next five uh, minutes. It'll be eventually. But yeah, then, you know, I'm we're driving to the hospital. Luckily, we're only like five minutes from there in Greenfield. <clears throat> the one of the like most Greenfield surreal- gets a lot of gunshot yeah. wounds. I'm sure they were well prepared. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most surreal moments was looking down and it like as I was like breathing, I could I felt like the blood was kind of like oozing out. And I was like looking at it and I was like kind of creeped out. But like I called my mom because that's the first thing you do when you're 18 is call your mom. Hey, mom, I've been shot. Mm -hmm. So I called her and I was like, hey, mom, I just got shot by Nick. (laughs) We're on our way to the hospital. And like I thought she was going to freak out. And she was like, I'll be right there. My mom was an emergency room nurse at the time, too. So she like already worked there. She's like in the leg. Yeah. So (laughs) so we get there and guy helps me in. Um, I think they're going to be running around like you know, stat, like we need to get him in here. We need to do this. We get there front desk. The lady's like, yeah, we're going to put you in room three. The doctor will be with you in a minute. And I'm like, what? Like, 
And you think like you're bleeding out. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like, I think I'm going to die. And, uh, but, and then also I already have a loud voice gunshot inside of an enclosed car. Uh, I had drank three shots, I think before we got in the car. So a little bit drunk, um, loud. So I'm like already just yelling. Then they give me morphine or whatever intravenous like drug or whatever. And then I just, I talk to the police. I try to tell them like, no, like it was out in this place that it happened because I didn't want to get the girl in trouble that we were in her, in her driveway. And then the state police got involved. They thought it was a big deal. Like I had like got a drug deal gone bad because the guy that helped me in decided to take off because he didn't want to get in trouble either. Sure. So he helped me in and just drove off. So I'm by myself in this hospital room. Um, but yeah, so that, that all happened, but, uh, back to the original point, um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've completely lost track of where the story started. Um, <laughs> Brazilian jitsu with, so with my foot, I can control lifting like that uh-huh. with this. I can only go to here. Sure. So when he, they were showing us, uh, one of the, uh, 10th planet, um, like warm up type things that they do where they do like, uh, you're on your back and you put your foot around somebody and like, it's an X. X lock, not X lock. That's not right. Is it mission control? Yeah. Something like that. But basically I kept putting my foot where it was supposed to be, but my toes were pointing in. He was like, you don't want to point your toes in like the dude going against you. will like break your toes or something like that. Mess you up. And I was like, I can't really control that. Like it's my legs (laughs) bad. Like I can't do anything about it. Um, so I didn't enjoy the jujitsu as much as the Muay Thai because mm-hmm. with that, I can still kind of move around. I can still, because when it comes to like this, uh, nerve damage, like I can still kind of play, like I play basketball. I can still play sports. I, I'm not completely inept, but this leg is a lot weaker than this leg. And I work on it uh, consistently at the gym, but it's still, still weaker because I overcompensate. Um, but I'm going to go back Saturday for, um, the intro class because I can't afford to do two classes anyways. Sure. And, um, it's like 200 bucks a month for two disciplines and, um, one discipline is like 107. So I'm going to do the Muay Thai and just keep doing that. And then, um, try to show up on their open mats, their free open mats, because if you get that membership for one, you get the open mats for free. So I'm going to take some friends that I know that know jujitsu and just tell them, teach me like on these times. Yeah. And then I'll take the class with like the professionals on these times. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do because be I would cool. still like to learn because like fighting, punching and kicking is a lot different in protecting yourself. Because if you're out at a bar or something, you're probably not going to be able to really do a lot standing up it usually goes to the ground so that's yeah. why i want to learn the jujitsu too because yeah. the one of the kids that was so crazy alex delgado who's uh i think he's going to be competing soon um in muay thai he was like teaching me and like the kid's like 23 24 years old and he's like and i just keep because i i'm a perfectionist i get super pissed when i'm not getting something down and he's like it's cool man i teach kids all the time like i have a lot of patience and i was like, oh, like at first i was like oh that's sweet and then i thought about it i was like oh man that makes me feel like a piece of shit <laughs> no it's it's really fun it's circle city martial arts in greenfield um yep. it's a uh, it's a very welcoming place like i said that kid i felt bad cuz i felt like i am taking time away from this guy training for him to like slow down and teach me everything. But he was like, don't worry about it, man. Everybody starts somewhere. And he's like, so where, where at in Greenfield is that? It's um, like the industrial complex kind of by the airport. And you get off 70 at the, the Mount small, comfort exit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So right outside and then of go, it. go north. It's only a couple miles down the road. Yeah. There. All right. So right. So it's outside of Greenfield. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. But it has a Greenfield address. That's yeah. why right. I mentioned right. that. Suburban Hancock County. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's been a, it's been really cool. I've only done like I said the two classes, but Yeah, I'm it's a really nice facility. I've been there once for an open mat. It's really nice. Hmm. So, Juice, is there anything else that we've forgotten to promote or uh No, we, um final thought is just the the I, we, we didn't get into it as much as I wanted to about the training stuff, but that's very very similar and I know that Joe Rogan probably makes these uh, same comparisons all the time, but the training with that was very similar to stepping on stage to do an open mic the yeah. first time because you literally have no idea what you're doing whatsoever. And I've never even wrestled. I always played football, basketball, like golf. That was my yep. three sports in, in high school. And uh, I never did any kind of like full on combat contact sport. So everything that I've learned from those other sports really don't apply in fighting because the way he's telling, like the way Ian was training me, like to stand, I was like, he was like, get your hips forward. And he was like, act like you're like, you're, you're humping. Like, and I was like, what? And like, he was like, no, seriously, like that's the way you need to be for your balance and your weight and everything like that. And I was like, okay, but um, that's, that's something that's interesting. And then also I just wanted to once again, reiterate the fact that if anybody wants to try stand up comedy, my suggestion is just to go try it. Read some books. Um, there's people holding classes all over Indianapolis. If you're in the Indianapolis area, if you're not in the Indianapolis area, get a hold of me. I'll suggest a couple of books that I've read and uh, also just give you some of the key tips that help me because it's, it's a very fun, uh, engaging community. Um, there's people that talk about clicky stuff, but I don't have never been the kind of person that really went with click type stuff. So I'm just kind of ignorant of it most of the time. So, I mean, to me, everybody's super welcoming and super nice. Um, I'm sure I will run into some bullshit sometime or another, but right now everything's awesome yeah, and nice. Everywhere. So mm. just try it if you want to. Same with that and training. There you go. Just jump in. Dakota. All right. My final thoughts are I want to give a shout out to Kirsten Cronk because she sold me a outlet, which is like a baby um, monitor. It's a like a sock and you can monitor their heart rate and things while they're sleeping and stuff. Um, got to meet her for the first time. She's been a longtime Patreon Absolutely. member. So that was nice to, to, it's always nice to meet someone that listens to, meet to the, the real show. fans. Yeah. Yeah. The little people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to give a, a shout out to her. And then also, um, the uh, Patreon uh, side of the show is audio only because I wasn't here with the camera. Um, but I'm gonna have to teach Jeremiah how to set that up because, you know, I got a baby coming pretty soon, Jeremiah. We gotta so you're get gonna some have, of these. We, we might have to learn how to do this by yourself. We gotta get, well, we've done every <laughs> show together. I think we need to put a few in the can and just, uh, when the baby comes along, maybe you, uh, maybe you have to take, we, we take a week or two dark. We'll see. But uh, listen, I'm happy to have you at, in this form this week because last week, I was, <clears throat> you were a shell. Halfway to death. You were a shell of yourself. We broke right, you. Yeah. Your your birthdays, the older you get, the worse you're handling them. It was You've already peaked, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the hangovers I, last longer. I now. had a horrible hangover and I've never been one to have hangovers. It took me until, What was your drink of choice for your birthday? Well, I was just we were drinking Tecate beer, but we drank quite a few of them and then we switched like this weird bottled Everclear like oh sugary goodness. drink. <laughs> And I don't do a lot of sugar right now. Right. Um, and it was just, that put me over the edge and it messed me up for like two days. We were in Chicago and I was still feeling it Friday. 
and it was just so bad. And uh, <laughs> it was a three day hangover. Anyway, I wasn't planning on talking about that. I'm the, <laughs> yeah, the same way, like with my with my diet right now, like yeah. all the, like crappy foods, like horrible. I Chicago messed me up until like Tuesday. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, but you had that fine Italian food. It was the white tablecloth. I'm mob t- hit. It, it was mean, it the was... the broken English taco pub that we went to the first night that we were there. Friday night had me messed up. The whole rest of the time. Nobody liked the so bad. English Taco Pub. That it was, was disgusting. That was not good. <laughs> I made a better quesadilla at home. <laughs> and I made better queso. Nobody, nobody queso and guacamole yeah. at home. It was horrible. And I paid like $50. I'm like, <laughs> screw this place. This is horrible. Don't waste your time. I'm glad the it, one in India is closed. Something needs to go in there that's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, that was rough. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much to the Patreon folks. You guys... Um, you guys are what it all, all makes it happen. Even if you have to join and drop out for, you know, after a period of time, we understand you, you're awesome. Um, and, and you guys joining gives us the encouragement to keep going. Uh, any of the Patreon folks or anybody in general, uh, Mason and I are going to be hanging out at the Indie RV show on Saturday morning. Mason got the bug. So we'll be down in India at the state fairgrounds. I know Jared Bertram's going to be How hanging out Mason with us. Mason get the bug. He, he doesn't have money to spend. He doesn't, on he, he doesn't bug off. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about how he's going to get it financed. He's, he wants, he wants his own space. So he's out there looking at, uh, looking at campers. He wants Trying to move now. out cheaply. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. you know, that's not a bad idea. He's uh we he, can build you one, you know, that's just probably. go get a just go get a trailer from TSC and some two by fours. We'll throw one together. Drywall. I, you just need a van and a river. I think. Yeah. I think we just buy. <laughs> we go down to, to Tom's Mini Barns and buy a trailer and 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 get uh, yeah. get our boy Vitito to, to Listen, weld man, it on there. I built two houses. I've done industrial work, commercial I've some, work. I've got some like, vacant grain bins right now. You can move into for <laughs> just a little while until uh, till the late summer. They're yeah. not insulated very well. Just don't one day go, oh, shit, Mason was in that. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> no, I can't help you with the. I can build it for you. But you might have to have Cade put in the the transmission and the steering and things. I'm not I'm not good with vehicles. Do you know the scary thing, Juice? What? Chris Farley's been dead his entire life. That <laughs> Mason is over there. That is wild. His entire <laughs> life, he's never existed. He's Elvis Presley for yeah. us. Jesus, we never yeah. lived in Elvis's life. He never lived in Chris mm-hmm. Farley's life. Uh, and then my last final thought here: damn Buffalo Bills. I was so emotionally attached to the Bills team. I was uh, financially attached to them as well. And their quarterback, I have, I he's a loose cannon that should be run out of Buffalo. Allen, Allen, give give him, give him one more year. I don't know, man. He, he threw the ball up like a, he had he no went, concept. He, it's almost like he, he just went into. He, uh, he went uh, insane. He like blacked out for a minute and didn't know where he was at. He's chunking the ball 40 yards down the field into triple coverage to a fullback. Yep. He's taking unbelievable chances. They're in field they goal. They should range. have won that game. I know. They're taking, they're, he's taking, he's taking sacks with no timeouts, losing 35 yards when they're in field goal I'm range kidding, at the end of the I game. I was watching the play by play on ESPN because I did have money on it and I was like, I need to see how this plays out. 
And when I saw them backed up like 40 yards from like a couple of sacks, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I was going to win some money. I know. I know. My wife was sick in the other room. So we're at the Airbnb. It's nap time for Dakota and Audrey. It's nap time for Chase and Katie. My wife's sick in the other room. So I'm Video sitting there watching. Time for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting. Yeah, he's just avoiding sports. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there watching the game. Buffalo's up 16 he's to nothing. Super loud. 14 just to nothing. Yelling. Uh, listen. We're in an apartment. Like there's people I, around. I don't care. I, it, this is the playoffs. So shut up. Yep. Uh, he's he, going to have it on tomorrow. So yeah. That I, or Saturday yeah. I, I, so that I can somebody, yeah, some asshole scheduled home. a comedy show. No, I'll as be in wants. the comedy show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to sit by you. I'm, I'm sitting there watching the, watching the game. And my, then my wife comes out and I swear to God, as soon as she comes out of that, of that room, she sits down next to me. Buffalo's losing immediately. It so was the fault. second she came out of that room that all turned the entire game. I it's tried to send fault. her away. She wouldn't listen. That was it. So, and then Chase came it. out and they turned it around and tied it. They did tie the game. And I was, I had made a side bet with Chase. I've got two side bets right now. One, mm. if, uh, if Brady comes to the Colts, I'm all in with the Bears with Chase for the duration of the Brady adventure. <laughs> I am, I'm going to, I'm going up to Chicago. I'm buying the jersey. I'm growing the mustache. I'm, I'm <laughs> going full. Okay. Until Brady's the out Bears. of our damn town, I'm, I'm on to Bears. Yeah. Yeah, bears. Yeah, bears. It's, it, I'm going to, so, I'm going to be Polish sausage. And then the other side bet that we all lost out on is I said, if Buffalo made the AFC championship game, oh, yeah. I was getting bears Jersey or a bills Jersey. I was going bills mafia and I was going on a table. I was going to uh, take a table out, <laughs> uh, but they, they, they uh, but Houston they screwed pissed it away. So, so that now the world doesn't get that one more thing really quick before we end the show, Chris Lamb is in the chat and he is uh he, he is obviously uh, in the Newcastle Career Center, and they are looking for a welding teacher. If you've made it this far in the episode, then you are obviously a very dedicated individual, and uh, you would be a great fit if you know how to weld, and you can teach youngins is how to weld as well, because uh, that position is open. I'm, I don't know what, uh, you know, everything you need, but uh, Chris Lamb could tell you, look him up on Facebook and send him a message. That's there we it. go. All right. Next week, uh, Thursday. Yeah. And then uh, following that, we got another big special guest. So Guffy has uh, been assigned the task of booking next week's guest. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's talking to the family, the clan. We're going to try to get a get another Guffy on. We're not going to make it an announcement, but uh, Guffy's talking to the Guffies. And if that works out, that's our guest. And if not, we'll figure it out. And then the following week, we've got uh, we've got booked, but we'll make that announcement later. But it's a big deal. So be ready. We'll talk to you all next week. Okay, Lindsay, are you forgetting that I was a professional twice over, an analyst and a therapist, the world's first analrapist? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network, and I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk. 
which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.